Hi, this is Mike Zapsik. You might know me from I Sell Comics, The Ming and Mike Show, AMC's Comic Book Man, etc., etc. And you are listening to The Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 51, quite possibly the greatest Dyshevsky Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. I know you were going to say Dyshevsky, and I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Rick Tatro. Listen, I'm just glad I got it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, pull the Dyshevsky down off the walls. It sounds like a sex act. <laughs> What do you do? Me and the wife are going to go home tonight and pull Tachevsky down off the wall. <laughs> I might put that in Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I think maybe you should put the Tachevsky in the can. Ouch. <laughs> You're going to have Manuel come over and help you with your Tachevsky. <laughs> hey, Manuel, get me the Tachevsky. Yeah, I mean, the, come on. You couldn't, just, the, the guys couldn't name could be Phil. <laughs> no, it had, it had to be Manuel. Yeah. All right, this is Minute 51. It starts with a sale being made and ends with a car pulling over. <laughs> Thankfully, you're able to avoid what's going to happen after that car pulls over, Rick. <laughs> so, because uh, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real make-or-break minute for a lot of people in this movie. But we got our own problems to deal with. So, he makes the sale. He's able to sell it $50. $50. It's creepy as fuck. He does get creepy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, please, go ahead and just... For that four seconds, what what is he trying to convey to me? Oh, my God. He just stares right in her face, too. Yeah. And I, maybe it was like an actor thing that they were, like, fucking around during lunch that day, and, and, and he's, like, trying to psych her out or something. But I'm just – in real life, she would have throat punched him right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I know you more in the uh, the technical area, but, I mean, you've been in many theater productions where you see many people acting. If somebody made that bold choice – what do you think the director would say to them at that point? Like, what What are you doing to me here? Yeah. Like, how about we do that without you being so disgusting? Yeah. Stop yeah. Being weird. I mean, if your point was to be like pervy, well, you did it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and look at Affleck. He's he. He's not yeah, he is looking at him like, what the fuck kind of take is this? <laughs> like, like that's not that's not Holden looking at him. That's Ben Affleck looking at him. Yeah. I'm like, what? You're making some choices is this there. The one yeah. you're printing, Kevin. What the fuck? Yeah, listen, it's a choice. He definitely made a choice. What does that? What does Kevin always say about Nicolas Cage? He takes big swings. Yeah, that guy took a big swing. <laughs> like he don't hit them all, but he makes some big swings. When I was in high school, we had a a, a, a mime troupe come to our theater, uh, come to our, our our school, and did a workshop. And I learned a lot about mime, which I will grant you, mime gets a bad rap. There's, there's a lot of work that goes into mime. But one of the things I took away from it, they, they said, was if you're going to suck, suck big. Just go for it. <laughs> and this dude, <laughs> he's like, I'm wearing the red vest, I'm wearing the red bow tie, and I am going to totally creep out Joey Lauren, Lauren, yeah. Lauren's her. <laughs> I have it paused at five seconds. Where I have I'm it paused, excited. yeah, he looks like the Joker from the Gotham TV series. <laughs> like, if you put, like, another 20 years on him. <laughs> because he's, like, 
since it's kind of a little out of focus because of this film stock, he's got like the red lips, the red shirt. If, if his hair was green, he's the Joker. But I also love that she is absolutely not backing down at all. You know, her body language is like, come at me, bro. Yeah. And I think he he's, you know, his subtext here is, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the issue. In the real world, if he's talking to Manuel, wherever the hell he may be, so if I'm, if we're in a, a setting, we're in a, we all work in this restaurant. You know, I'm red bow tie guy. You guys are wherever. If I want to be like Chris, I don't stare freakishly at the girl in front of me. I look where you're at. Yeah, it's also yeah. not <laughs> Manuel. It's Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If somebody said your name like that, if you were, if you're at work tomorrow. And out of nowhere, our boss goes, Chris? You're going to be like, oh, what no. the hell? <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. I'm walking out the door. <laughs> it's in faulty towers, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and oh, my God. And then he finishes it with the hand thing. Oh, my God. I, I, I would like to break this down in like a four-second gif, throw it up in the Jane Silent Bob quicker stop, and just have 100 comments about it. <laughs> he is creepy as hell. Netflix <laughs> doing his tongue acting in the background. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that is definitely it's all Affleck too of like okay, that's I'm wondering if was this take one or ten? <laughs> like did they kinda already get it and this guy's like, Alright, I'm just gonna fuck around now because I don't know why he's even making me do this again. Or is that the know. same take over and over again? They're like, fuck it, just keep it in, we can't get him to stop doing that. <laughs> just, he just keeps doing it. He's <laughs> getting his weird fish lips out there. Yeah. Puts his freaking hand on his mouth at the end there. <laughs> Alright. Joey's I've, looking at the camera afterwards going Kevin, what the it, yeah. print, print, whatever, let's go. Oh, come on, this is a it's a ninety second scene. We need to get in and out of this nonsense. <laughs> I've only got the diner for half a day. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we mercifully move on for that, does they have anything anything else they want to talk about? Red bow tie or really creepy dudes or Dear God, no. no. It looks like <laughs> paging Mr. Herman. Paging Mr. <laughs> Herman. Paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> But you know what? That's less creepy than this. It is. It really is. What he did in that theater is less creepy than this. <laughs> <laughs> At least that was in the correct location to act that way. <laughs> it wasn't in the middle of a diner. Listen, I mean, you're in an X-rated theater. What did you think was going to happen? Right. I don't know why he even got in trouble for that. <laughs> it's like you went to a boxing match and you're surprised two guys are fighting. <laughs> All right. And then we break into the car and we get some Kevin Smith car action. Because this is how he shoots car scenes, at least back then he did. This is another time when you steered me wrong, Jeff. You said when there's a car scene in a movie, there's never a rearview mirror. I said real movies, Chris. (laughs) Oh, maybe you did. (laughs) In real movies, they're not actually driving the car either. (laughs) Right. They're usually on a trailer. (laughs) There's not some guy in the back seat filming. Yeah, it's usually on a trailer. There's usually coverage. (laughs) It's not just shot for the back seat. (laughs) I wonder if they were like, fuck, it's raining too. How are we going to do this shot? I don't think it is raining. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what? I take it back. I think it's raining here, and next week it's not raining. Oh, okay. Next it's week, really I think they're just, like, spraying a hose at them. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's not raining yeah. right now, it's pretty good special effects, though. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're really driving, and yeah. it would be real hard to keep the rain, the rain yeah. truck moving. <laughs> and again, you never see this in movies. Like, to let... Could you imagine in a movie now, like, we're just going to let Ben Affleck drive. Like, fuck no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Insurance is not paying off on that. Hook that shit up to a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. If you got to drive 10 feet, they put the stunt man in. At least it doesn't have that thing that bugs the shit out of me in every driving scene in every movie where there's a light coming from the dashboard 
maybe, maybe it's because I'm a lighting technician. You know, that's, that's one of my jobs in the theater is doing lighting design. It's like every time there's a light in a fireplace or there's light coming up from the dashboard illuminating the actors' faces, it just bugs the crap out of me because that, that never happens. Thanks. Now I'm never going to be able to unsee that again. Well, I'll tell you the one where you see it a lot is any movie where somebody's wearing like a helmet like an astronaut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they light their face. You wouldn't yeah. be able to see out of that damn helmet. You couldn't see because you can't see now because now it'd be dark outside. Now you just—that's like a—it's a movie convention. You just gotta—you just yeah. gotta go with it. Like I you understand. Let me, you're, let me you're paying this guy forty million dollars. I gotta see his face. <laughs> the, the next time you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, the scene in Indy's house when Marcus comes to tell him that he's got the got the the job to go after the Ark, there's a light in his fireplace coming down from the flue. Really? And it bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> It's all right. It's Yahweh. It's a Yahweh minute. <laughs> it's a Yahweh assist, as they say on the Raiders as Indiana Jones minute. It's a Yahweh assist. <laughs> He's a careful guy. It's all right. This this is the scene, and pardon me for being I don't know if sexist is the right word, maleist. I don't know. the 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 thing I take away from this scene is this is the scene where what what is Joey's character's number? Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa, this is the scene where she takes uh, Holden's balls and puts them in her purse. Yeah, yes. Which is twice as bad since you're not in a relationship with them. It's bad enough when your actual sexual partner tries to pull this with you. Well, then, then at least there's a you know okay. At least you're getting <laughs> she, something out of it. She buys this yeah. hideous painting and tells him you're going to put this on the wall of your apartment or your house. Because no. I want you to remember me. And right. I mean, yeah. forget that she's a woman. Imagine one of your same sex. Friends said that to you. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. Jeff walking up to me at work saying, "Chris, I want you to have this so you remember us." Yeah, <laughs> not even. <laughs> it, it's it's the way that it's the problem is it's the it, it is the way that it's phrased. It's not even like, "Hey, hey, yo, I was out and I saw this shirt thing, whatever." I thought I, it was hilarious. I thought it'd be funny. Here you go. Yeah, it's not yeah. even that. It's like I bought this to remember the times we've had together. You're like, right? Are you dying? Why are you giving this to me? <laughs> not just today, how we met, and and just us in general. Get out of here with that shit. She is leading him on. She's been leading him on since the beginning. Yeah. No, I mean you're in a relationship. If you're having a conversation like this, you are in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Especially you can tell, and he, he totally lost the first because she says, "I want you to hang this in your house," and he's like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> He should have said, that painting is hideous. Get out of here with this shit. <laughs> he just, we, as my, I know I've, I've been a little wishy-washy on Affleck, but his look back after she's like, no, I'm serious. He looks at her like, what? what? <laughs> like, are you, kidding? are you crazy? I'm hanging that up in my house. He has the reaction you get when you open a Christmas present where you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> who bought this shit for me or my kids or whatever it is? Oh, it's the... It's the face I make when I some my daughter opens up a gift. She's now eleven, and she opens up a gift that w- might have been appropriate when she was five. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah, it's just what she wanted. Yeah, she wanted some fucking giant Legos because she's three years old eternally. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aunt Stupid. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, didn't see it. Still not gone. <clears throat> ben Affleck got slapped by Glad. Glad? Yeah, glad. Um, with a fine over this film, huh. which I don't understand how they could fine anyone, but apparently they did because it was... No, it wasn't. The, yeah, it was this one. Is this movie? Was it this one or, or Dog? Been dog. Kind of a dog, man. No, it was this one. Um, for for uh, 
portraying uh, LGBT people in a bad light. You know, one, I, I never understood how Glad could fine anyone. Well, I think it's one of those, like, they can just say it, and then it's up to you whether you care. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here saying, the trash bags? I don't understand what Glad was. You're so dumb. You're just so dumb. <laughs> but, like, watching this minute where she is being a total cock tease to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then later she's like, oh, no, sorry, I'm gay. Um, maybe they had a point. Well, and she does plenty of lying in this movie to him because she has already said that she's lesbian, which is not untrue in her mind, maybe at this point. Yeah. But she has said she's never been with a man, which is a lie. <laughs> there was not. There's nothing wrong with saying, yes, I've been with men before and I'm now a lesbian. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if she doesn't want to say she's bi, maybe she's not bi in her mind. Maybe she is a lesbian now. But And she keeps that up until she finally breaks down and tells him the truth. But she leads him on to being like, yeah, you're the first man I've ever been with. Like, why would you even say that? Why would you throw that out there? Yeah. I tried to look up Ben Affleck with Glad, but apparently he's just done a lot of good things for them. So that's all I'm getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it, too. I mean, he said it in one of his one of his uh, it may have even been in, in the, the first uh, an evening with Kevin Smith. Um, it was just sort of something he threw out that he was like, you know, glad hit me with a fine. And I think my stuff is more, you know, gay friendly than most. And um, he's he's apparently done tons of events for them. Yeah, so, how yeah, can they maybe, find somebody? I, they could just find it, listen. Somebody? There's like any organization. Like we could find somebody. <laughs> yeah, and then we, say, they well, I'm not paying. It'd be like, hey, I'm putting up this fine. Like you have no way to enforce it. It's like right. um, when they do like the Razzies. That's not a real thing. So like you can just be like, hey, I'm giving you this Razzie. Awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> you have no way to enforce fines. It's not like clerks where the guy just shows up and hands out a fine that you can't get out of. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, but I would say, especially for, and Kevin has brought this up, like, some things in this movie don't age well. And he basically says, it was 1997, I am a white male who had that, you know, that's what I know, and I was still talking about more things than anyone was at that time oh, yeah, that yeah. wasn't an independent filmmaker who's in that world. For, like, a straight heterosexual male, you show me another straight heterosexual male that was making a movie about any of this back then. Right. Oh, it was I mean, they had any kind of following at all. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure you can show me a bunch of independent people that made a movie that six people saw. Yeah. No, it was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that Glad got pissed off about. And uh, um, their media director, Scott Seoman. I was going to say. I've never seen something so horrific. Seoman has asked for and will receive a $10,000 check from Smith made out to the Matthew Shepard Foundation. So. I, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch line. of weird gay humor in that because yeah. I'm just sure there is. <laughs> I don't have to rewatch that movie to know that they probably make some um, what Glad would not approve of gay jokes. Well, like, like, like I've said before, that was the movie that made me realize Kevin Smith can get away with shit I will never put up with from anyone else. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking, is it when like uh, they try to have sex with the security guard? Or he, he, he's t- <laughs> it's uh, Diedrich Bader. And he tells him what he's like. What do you think? Everybody in Hollywood's gay. And he's like, How about, how about he blows you while I watch? And he's like, All right. <laughs> Listen, if you can't laugh at that, if, if if you seriously are taking shit like that that serious, of all the problems, all the real problems <laughs> that that community's got to deal with, right? The least of your problems is the Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, I hate. George, it's not just them. I hate any organization that does that. shit like that. It's like if you're. I, I don't. I can't bring it up because anything political I can't bring up because I'll just kill myself. But <laughs> yeah. you just 
people will attack their own group because the person is 1% off of what they are instead of attacking the other side, which is 180 degrees from where you are. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to a rally and throw shit at the person that I don't like. Well, aren't they on your side? Yeah, but they're not exactly what I want. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, hell, we're, we are Star Trek and Star, Star Wars fans. And how much of that horseshit is out there right now uh, in spades? I mean, it's just... it. I like Star Trek, but I don't like what they're doing now. And if you like what they're doing now, fuck you. You're right, not a real fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my favorite thing I hear now is, that wasn't Star Wars. The fuck does that mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> you know what? It was Star Wars. You know why it was Star Wars? Because it was in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, I used to... I, I, I fell into the kind of the trap of uh, when, when just before The Force Awakens and there were all kinds of like Yoda doing commercials and Darth Vader doing commercials and stuff. And I was like, this isn't dignified. What the hell is this? And then I'd start seeing videos from the 70s of Darth Vader doing like McDonald's commercials. <laughs> and I was like, there has never been a dignity to Star Wars. So <laughs> yeah, it's, just relax it, and enjoy. Yeah, it's just... If, if you think those first three movies... And I will not lie. I love every single one of them. Every minute of them. Uh-huh. If if you could remove your nostalgia filter and just watch them as critical movies, you understand they still have a lot of flaws to them. Oh yeah. Oh, they got problems. <laughs> you know, and and just enjoy them for what they are. They're they're fun homages to the 1950 serials that George Lucas watched when he was a kid. Yeah. And if you can just get, you know, that's why I, what I love. I know this is way off topic, but one of the things I loved about Rise of the uh, the Rise of Skywalker is that Ian McDermott totally he's like the only person in the movies that gets what these movies are supposed to be, and he chews the scenery like no one ever did, and it's a joy to watch him do it. Yeah, some of those British guys are like, "Well, I'm down for this crazy <laughs> shit." You know who else was down for it? Even though he was in some shitty movies, was uh was Dooku. Oh, Christopher Lee? Christopher oh, Lee was yeah. down for that shit. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> what, I'm going to have to fight an, a, 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 a Muppet that's not even here? That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to be fighting a green tennis ball? That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, I love watching interviews with Alec Guinness from, from you know, 1978, 79, where he's like, yeah, this, this shit's fucked up, but you know what? It made me rich, so what the yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you know what? It made me really rich and famous, so... I, it was funny when I grew up. Everybody was like, "Oh, he hated it. He hated it." I just thought he was. He always just thought it was kind of weird. It was just like, I yeah. don't know why this is so popular, but cool. <laughs> yeah, he didn't hate it, but he was just like, he w- he was in the same camp with with Harrison Ford and and, uh, and Mark Hamill, where they're like, these lines are bullshit, George. And, and, but but Guinness was too much of a gentleman to say anything about it. He was just yeah. like, "All right, this is what you want me to do. I'll do it." He's like, "I'm Alec Guinness. I'll make it work." <laughs> yeah, it's like you you hired me to say this stuff. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, not to go over this again, but like that's that also you see what happens when, uh, you know, the power shifts a little bit and you're the guy that's in charge gets a lot more power. And then you hire actors that are a little less capable than the ones you had before. And you see where the Venn diagram can slide mm-hmm. <laughs> and things can go badly for you. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I've seen Natalie Portman do great work. Yeah. Not in those movies. Not in those movies, because Lucas was a terrible director. Because he's just like, I guess just sit there and... Really, George, I'm not supposed to have any emotion, like, at all. Just just sit here and... All right. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, and, and, and I, you know what? I was going to bring this up earlier, and I, I got lost in, in, in the conversation. We're talking about... Uh, uh, um, I've forgotten her name again. What's, what's Joey Lawrence's character? Oh, Alyssa. Alyssa. 
when when she's she's leading Affleck on. It's like in uh, Attack of the Clones when Anakin and Padme are having their date when she's going to tell him no, and she's wearing the sexiest outfit ever seen. I'm spilling out all over the place to tell you you can't have this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Could you imagine you're like, you're pursuing this girl. I mean, you're you're not like just pursuing her. You're full court pressing. Yeah. Of just like, you're either going to go out with this chick or you're going to fucking crash and burn hardcore. We've all been there. We've all done those. You know, the one where you push it, all the chips are in. Uh-huh. You're like, this is it. I'm either, we either go to bed or get married or I am going to have a fucking weird story to tell people later. And then... Like, could you imagine you're going to have that conversation? It's usually over the phone or, you know, she's sitting there in a pair of sweatpants. You imagine she shows up in like a $1,500 dress. You know, it's cut down to nowhere. You know, no bra, no nothing, barely has pants on. And then it's just like, I don't think we can be together. Really? <laughs> and you wore this why? bucket in my pants. Yeah. It's like, hey, I just thought, uh, just come over here for a second. Um, let's go out in the rain and talk about this while I have my white t-shirt on. I don't think we can be together. Okay. <laughs> yep. Now, not that I'm saying that no doesn't mean no, but there are there are nice ways to say no, and there are cruel ways to say no. <laughs> Torturous ways. Yeah, but and, and also, if your no is a no, it can't be like, no, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I dropped a quarter. <laughs> Never, no. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> Listen. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this minute. It's very coarse. Yeah, it gets everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. she she's so weird in this minute. She's making me feel bad for him, yeah. which I wasn't sure was possible because I hated him for the first half of this movie. <laughs> I, I was going to say I hate his guts, but I do kind of feel bad for him because she's still leading him on. It's ridiculous. Don't worry. It'll all change. Like In the next couple minutes, you're going to flip the other way. <laughs> She'll be hating him again. And the hatred for him only goes up through the whole movie. The Again, the only thing that saves this movie is he acts like a complete shithead from pretty much here on in. He's been a shithead since the beginning. But everybody calls on it all along the way. Yeah. Everybody keeps going, you're a shithead, you're a shithead, you're a shithead. All along the way, every single person. He's like, he's Archie Bunker in it through the rest of this. Yeah. Of just like, yeah, you can get away with that guy because he's awful. But every single person is like, you're awful. Yeah, we all know you're awful. <laughs> You know, I, as much as, as I rag on this movie, I've got to give Smith credit for, for trying. Because the there's the story is good. It's just the execution of it is, is ham-fisted and clunky. I think if he were to have not done this at this point in his career, but done it like maybe now or, or maybe five years ago, five, ten years ago, I think it would have been a much better film that might have actually been a good one. Yeah, I think what the problem was, and he mentions this when he's like, this is back when he wrote these movies, he had something to say. Clerks was about being young and shiftless and not knowing where you are and being your first job. Mallrats is about just hanging out with your friends, you know, breaking balls. This one was about something that really happened to him. This had not obviously not the whole lesbian angle, but being with somebody who had a more varied sexual history than you did that you couldn't handle because that literally happened to him. So that's what this is about. And it happened to him with the star of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing to me, too. Is that yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and then he gets the dogma that was about his faith. Yeah. And he's like, at that point, he's like, I, he's, he's like, now he's, you know, 10 years into his career. He's like, I didn't know anything else. He's like, I knew Hollywood. So I made the next movie where it's all about Hollywood. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. 
you know, I lived in Hollywood. He, he's com- if you listen to him now, he's completely insulated now. Like he's never out in the real world. Yeah. Oh yeah. He knows his house and the IMDb boat and his shows. That's it. Yeah, I you know I listened to Smodcast for about two years, and then it just it eventually got to be every episode was him trying to get Mosher to admit he'd take it in the ass in some <laughs> bizarre situation, and I just sort of stopped. <laughs> See, I listen. They don't do it that much anymore. They only do it like occasionally because uh, Scott's oh, always away. There, yeah, yeah, because because oh, okay. Scott is like a super famous director now and is way more successful than Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, really? You made Clerks? That's cute. I made The Grinch. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> he oh, was yeah. one of the two directors in that that animated Grinch movie oh. that made like eight hundred million dollars. He said he made more money in that movie than Kevin made in all his movies together. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, I don't think Kevin's life sucks too bad. No. no, I think he's doing just fine. He he also he he smartened up later on when he did his second his you know his like kind of second comeback of like I know I can make this movie if I make it at this price point no matter what I'll make it my money yeah. like I can do Jane's Island Bob reboot take it on tour I'll make back the money that it cost me to make it just on the tour and right. anything I make after that it's just all profit. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I. I haven't seen it. I don't know that I want to. <laughs> uh, I will say this. It ties in with this movie. I mean, it ties in with all of his movies, yeah, but yeah. this one gets hit hard. Like, it definitely circles back to here. Okay. That's not a good thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Actually, I would say the scene that links in with this one might be the best scene in the movie. Really? Oh, really? Okay. Because people from this movie show up and give a fuck. <laughs> oh, all right. And they're like, all right, well, I'm not going to be here for one scene. I'm going to act the shit out of it. <laughs> All right, now that we've talked about acting the shit out of it, not much <laughs> happens in this movie, in this minute. We get a couple Affleck faces, and then he, uh, good boy though, he's, he signals before he pulls over. Yeah. He pulls over somewhere that has like a pink light, so I'm pretty sure he's in front of another gay bar. Or the same gay well, bar. He's, he's in front of Meow Mex again. <laughs> I, I liked how when they were driving, it was, you know, legitimately raining and they were driving, and then <laughs> the, the pulling up and stopping scene was so clearly rain machines. Uh, and and not good ones. No. <laughs> like maybe oh was, yeah, like, I see it. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was Muse off camera with a garden. Hose. Yeah, it's like a hose. It was just like right where the car is going to pull up because like it's not raining really in front of the car. <laughs> All right, I don't think I have anything else. If you guys uh, are good to wrap it up. Yeah, I don't no, have anything I, else. I pretty much said all I had to say about this one. Well, if you have anything else to say about the movie, now's your time. <laughs> Uh, I think I've, I've shit on it plenty. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Well, give your plugs one last time. Send people over to uh, your quadrant. Uh, please check out starbasecommand.net, where you can find uh, Starbase 66, the international Star Trek and genre fiction podcast, or Open the Iris, our Stargate SG-1 watch-through show, uh, or Infinite Diversity, where I interview cool people. People I think are. Chris, do we interview cool people? <laughs> Only Rick here, that's it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stop it. <laughs> we are the James Hyland Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. It's Friday, and he can't get through the plugs. <laughs> I got a dot .com instead of a dot .com. <laughs> <laughs> Click through their Amazon link if you go to DuelingGenre, and they get a couple bucks. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, go to our Public site. We just put a new shirt up there a couple weeks ago, and I'm working on a... Uh, what was it? Sharkovsky? What was that painting called? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on one of those shirts now. Um, go to the Burbs. You got to Google the Burbs. Uh, Google. You got to use their search engine for the Burbs Minute to get to our stuff. That's all. You got anything else, Jeff? 
What does God need with a starship? Did you end this recording? I w- no, you just fucking stopped a second ago. Jesus. Jesus. You're bossy. <laughs>